welcome to Better Overhaul Saul, an episode-by-episode podcast about Better Call Saul, beginning with Season 3. I'm Ethan Crane, and normally Talia would be doing this introduction, but uh, as you'll hear a little bit later in the actual discussion, she just worked a night shift, is a bit delirious, and has gone straight to bed. So uh, I'm doing it instead. But uh, just to say, as usual, that because Better Call Saul is a spin-off series from Breaking Bad, there is lots of Breaking Bad spoilers, so just be warned about that. So this week we have been discussing episode 6 of season 3 called Off Brand uh, and in this we have been talking about uh, Talia's delight at how the goldfish that almost died in the previous episode seems to have come back. Uh, Talia also regrets not having a father who can build playgrounds seeming like Mike, wonders if Mike is the perfect father. And uh, I decide that I just really can't get enough of callbacks to Breaking Bad, and there's nothing whatsoever wrong with fan-pleasing, particularly when we get to see Lydia again. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, just a brief apology for my performance prophylactically, as it were. Prophylactically? Yeah, so ahead of time. Oh, okay. Uh, Retroactively? I don't know, but I'd done a night shift last night, so this is the first time I woke up about midday. I watched Better Call Saul, you've been out, um really really gagging for my bed at this point because i've slept for about four but hours we did want to record the podcast hours. as soon as possible after yeah it's been not to make you feel guilty about making me do this but i feel <laughs> i think it might be good i think i might have a slightly left field state of mind okay but on the other hand it might be a bit shit i'll try and drag any any eccentricities that stray too far back back okay into the okay, okay. Anyway. But, okay, so here we go on yeah. uh, episode five of Medical School. Uh, episode six, actually. That, that wasn't a good start. Much. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, yeah. trying to sound really professional there. Um, and perhaps most day of mine did make me a bit confused, but I'm hoping that you can fill me in on yeah. some things. So, in that first scene... With Nacho and Hector, uh, the, the pre-credit sequence. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. No, not that one. <laughs> okay, this isn't going Different so well. Scene. I'm thinking, my question was about the scene with Nacho and his dad. Oh, right, yes, which is part of the... It the is part, isn't yeah. it? It's still, yes. Yeah, it is within it. So yeah. you've got in that pre-credit thing, you've got the bit with um, the uh, Crazy, Crazy eight. eight. Crazy Eight coming in, bringing, yeah. bringing his mummy in. Crazy from Eight the looking really young. And you rubbing young meek and like, yeah. That's, but, I just, it's yeah. probably something really simple in acting, but... It's just the way he yeah. holds himself so differently really good. from like the kind it. of yeah. macho, crazy eight yeah. that we know of in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I, uh, so I do want to talk about Nacho a bit, but and and in that scene. But then the next bit is yeah. just—is it a sort of Nacho in the sort of uh, we know that his dad works for this thing where did we do making car interiors? Yes. Is that in the present day? Is that like current? I had this weird I, thing. I, was it like a, like it looked like a young Nacho, but then it didn't look like a young Nacho? No, I think that was in the car. I think it was that uh, Nacho helps his dad out in his business. Yeah. And because yeah. he was all het up over what was going on with Hector, that was why he put the needle through his hand. That was what oh, I was okay. getting. I yeah. thought it was some weird flashback. And right, I didn't fine, say there didn't seem any point. I, I understand that why it could, you might have thought that. But I didn't think it would have made any sense of being flashback. I think they just wanted to show something about uh, Nacho and his dad's workshop, just to, just as a slight foreshadowing to Hector asking him later, saying, you know, I want your dad to start 
Yeah. Uh, big yes. yep. transporting okay. drugs over. And we see a little bit about his dad. I mean, there's a hint that his dad, as yeah. we've seen his dad before, and he's basically a very straightforward, decent character, isn't he? Nacho's dad? Yeah. Now, there's Is some bit where Mike before? goes to talk to Nacho and uh, he gets his car refitted and it's Nacho's dad. He sort right. of gets quite like an expensive Back in season thing. two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I don't, don't remember that. But so that's... What confused me slightly about it was that um, I was getting uh, Nacho and his father mixed up with Crazy Eight and his father. Because you know that Crazy Eight's father runs a furniture store. Yes. And I thought it was, I think my mind was slightly confused about furniture store and, and tailors. And I was right. thinking that oh, I was thinking oh what Nacho and Crazy Eight are brothers or something I was thinking they're saying but that's that's wrong isn't that it? is that's wrong too, I mean I think again yeah. like we were talking about last week there's yeah. a sort of it's certain you're, you're writing and you have to account that some of your audience are going to be a little bit stupid yes and I think we we yeah. probably are quite this week yes but um, yeah yes. I, I, I like <laughs> what well, I, I did really like the um, the pre-credit sequence because after. Last week on strength, completely on um, Jimmy and mm. Chuck. Yeah. So, as as we know, this isn't really better call Saul. This program, yep. it's, no, the, no. it's it's the it's the Saul, Gus. Jimmy, and Gus show. Uh, yep. Saul, Mike, and Gus show. Mm. And we wanted to see. And but now I I like Nacho is becoming a bit of a character in his own self, isn't? We can yeah. see that he's something's going to go on with him, isn't it? But no, some kind of yeah. No, this yeah. is my 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 question about him, and I because I think I not. Um, I can't be unbiased about somebody with those eyes. That's so pretty. <laughs> so I feel slightly manipulated, thinking: Is his character truly a believable character? That he seems sort of like a, a reluctant thug. He would seem Nacho's character would seem to me to be someone who, and I imagine this is probably what happens to a lot of people who end up being high. You know, I know he, he gives crazy, gives crazy eight. Of, Yep. hefty beating doesn't hiding. he like yeah. he's not not someone who shies away from violence but he seems absolutely reluctant to do it like forced into doing it by but hefty. you imagine don't you that it you you get offered the chance to do a little bit of you're doing a little bit of low-level drug dealing yourself to, to give him maybe and then you're offered the chance to work for someone a bit higher up and to start with it's fine you don't get involved in any violence or whatever and then Tuco because he was working for Tuco before wasn't he mm. Tuco says to you this guy hasn't paid up go and beat him up kind of thing. And now you're stuck. You're kind of stuck in this position where you have to do what they ask because otherwise you're going to get beaten up. Or And, and in the same way, and, and in the same way Nacho's been putting in this impossible situation now, isn't he, where Hector is saying, your dad is going to start smuggling drugs over the border for me. And what's he got to say? He's yeah. got to say yes, hasn't he, really? What can he do otherwise? Because but Hector because is... he's had his difficult situation yeah. before where he found it very difficult working with Tuco and he and wanted he, to yeah. get rid of he... It took him a lot. It was difficult, but he managed to kind of get rid of derail, yeah. uh, de mas you know, whatever, de, de so power to co. So, uh, do you have any future theories about what might happen with Nacho? One came up, one, one occurred to me. So, you know, the last bit we see with uh, uh, Hector has a bit of a fit, drops his pills on the floor, yeah? Yes, yes okay, yep, yep, yep. And we see that Nacho has uh, stood on one of them. Yeah. And and is is pocketing it afterwards. Yeah. So I think he might be going to put something different in those so that uh, Hector perhaps. perhaps causing his stroke. Yeah. Perhaps. I think that seems too straightforward. That's like a classic thing in Breaking Bad that you have something like when Walt was trying to poison uh, Oh yeah, the boy. Oh, the Tuco, I was thinking. Oh poison Tuco, oh yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um 
Yeah, it's too good, I think, isn't it? And it doesn't quite work like that, but then yeah. something else happens from it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It just there is some, me, yeah. something, those, uh, that pill is definitely going to come up again. Nat Joe is obviously going to try and do something to Hector because Hector is putting him in an impossible situation. And Hector is so badass, isn't he? Like, the oh, way he sits there with a newspaper when Nat Joe's yeah. beating Crazy Eight up in the back. Yeah, oh, he's such awful. a... He is, we're saying he's a great, malevolent, like, yeah. nasty piece of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is impressive stuff. His his sort of glaring nastiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I felt I wondered if we were going to see Crazy Eight's story a little bit as well. Do you think, or is Crazy Eight just a minor character here? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it could be. I thought we might. I I did think actually when Jimmy was going around doing ah yes oh what? I just thought I just thought I'm pretty sure doesn't Crazy Eight in Breaking Bad talk about how his dad appears on those commercials. Oh, what, Jimmy's commercials? And he's got that song and about how maybe his uncle's been chatting up women in bars, singing the song that's on um, something about Tim Pico sort of furniture. Oh, God, that would be quite delicious, wouldn't it, to bring that back in as well, this tiny little detail from Breaking Bad. That, yeah, yeah, I think, well, oh, yes. I, I mean, we're talking about the little detail. This is so full of Breaking Bad details, this episode, yeah. wasn't it? it was, yeah. I, just, I was just gleeful every time a new one came up. But I was making me think, actually, that, you know, we've talked in the past about how uh, with Breaking Bad, mainly, I think, actually, it's probably in our other podcast, our Breaking Bad Rehab podcast, talking about how you have these little strands of stories that sometimes don't go anywhere. Sure. Like, we talked about uh, Marie's kleptomania didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, probably the story lines they have for Better Call Saul and for Breaking Bad. Like, you have all these stories, and you have, and you have these little strands which haven't gone anywhere, and maybe they're... They write them in a different colour and they stuck them on part of the board and it's like, you know, Marie's kleptomania up here and it's like, you can just see it over there and you think, well, I can use that at some point if I want to. It's just a little thing stuck maybe, in the corner. Yeah. Maybe. And Breaking Bad itself had a kind of, all those dangly strands that then maybe you can suck into um, Better Call Saul. Yeah, oh, so many of them. Well, which we will come to later, because, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so after we had the opening with uh, Nacho and Hector anyway, then we... We go back to Jimmy's story, obviously, and mm. we find out that uh, well, Kim Kim sums up the case, isn't she? That's the first thing we see, and oh, yeah. I really liked her line in it of like Jimmy McGill cares about people. She says that, doesn't it? Yes. And you kind of think Kim saying that about Jimmy is almost like that's laying right. out the one of the themes of the, does he really care about people? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, no. I, I yeah. made note of that line, and I felt yeah. that's something which. Essentially, Jimmy McGill cares about people, Saul Goodman doesn't care about people, is what I kind of was taking from it, that this new persona of Oh, right, so it's because it's been called saying Jimmy Well, it made me think as well, like, you know, we, we see a few scenes later, we see Francesca helping Jimmy ring up all of his elderly clients, tell them mm. that he's taking a year's sabbatical in whatever way. And I was thinking all of those conversations that Jimmy has with all these people on the phone, he comes across as charming, caring Jimmy to all of them kind of thing. But I'm sure, I'm sure we asked this question before in a previous episode. Uh, I said, but does he really care about people? Is he, should we, should we like Jimmy and respect Jimmy? Like, or is he just, is he just fake? And I, I find it quite difficult to tell That's really. That's a difficult question about yeah. people who, he, he likes to be liked. That's definitely. And he is charming, but does charming make you genuine? Is that it? Doesn't seem that genuine, does it? Really? Um, mm. He's not going to. He wouldn't like those people unless he was getting business from them. 
He wouldn't have really have anything to do with them otherwise. He would, would never he? be rude to those people. No, he wouldn't be rude. He to them. would never no. want to upset those people. And there's there's the. I thought there was a point in that montage bit with the last guy. Yeah. I know that's kind of a link to getting him to think about the um, his ads on yeah. television. It was a, the, the, the B-52 bomber guy, wasn't yeah. it? Was the uh, the, yeah, it's not 52, is it? It's another oh, it's not... one. It's B-29 or something oh, okay. like that. It's like right. you know, really a little bit bombers. more. I know yeah. they <laughs> had that before, but he... Um, I, I thought there was part of that was supposed to, you know, you're supposed to see how... You know, he genuinely does mean. You know, he he kind of comes out of that phone call being like, oh, what? you know. But does but does he? Does I, he? I, I... Yeah, I think he does. In the same way, you can have different strands of your personality, and yeah, you want to turn a buck out of these people, and yeah, you know, you've got this great skill at yeah. um, charming people, and, yeah. and that you'll use that. But you're also, you, you you can also be a decent person that wants to. If you. What if you saw a friend be... behaving like that, someone you knew behaving like that to people, what would you? How would you feel about them? I don't, I don't know. Um, I certainly know. You know, there are people that I know that are quite are salesy people, and yeah. they are charming and great, and rather maybe they could probably persuade somebody to buy something that they don't really want to buy. But I think they actually want to be liked they want to be a charming nice person i mean the salesman is a kind of classic character that you know it's got more status in america than in the uk but is is a is a, a you know that's a person that is liked and likable i suppose that's what the whole of arthur miller's death of a salesman is about really isn't it anyway really yeah. isn't it it's like i mean like you say in america sales people are much more highly regarded than they are in the uk but death of a salesman is ultimately about is Willie Loman a good guy or not really isn't it yeah and ultimately you feel the uh, the conclusion that is that he wasn't really particularly wasn't it so but yeah. but I but I, I think it's a very ambiguous thing I, I don't really know whether I think Jimmy's a good guy or not and I, I think you because like you're it. not like that anyway no, no, sure, yeah. um and I don't think my brain's working well enough to just go what's that going to be your disclaimer for... my disclaimer this week <laughs> okay can't deal with that right um but what was so? What was interesting here about about Jimmy was that in the scene where him and Kim are celebrating and Rebecca Chuck's ex-wife comes round, yeah, is that this is the first time when Jimmy has said no to Chuck, really, isn't it? it but, is. And he says he is no longer my brother as well. Yeah, and he's quite uh, dislikable to somebody, so somebody doesn't. Yes, like but you him, felt it with with justification, really. Um, but how did you feel about Jimmy? Is that quite surprising to you that Jimmy said that? Do you know what? I kind of felt about that scene just because we had the setup last week about he has that line about... Which, sorry, which scene? Uh, the, the scene with Rebecca. Yes. That, like, the previous week we'd had her, the discussion between Kim and Jimmy and Jimmy saying she's going to hate me for yeah. it. And I felt like this was just trying to prove that, I, I, I don't know. I know what you mean. I didn't I did mind think it, about that but well. I didn't find it. I felt I've seen a slightly forced that we. Oh yes, we have to confirm this. I still don't think it ultimately matters a great deal to Jimmy his relationship with Rebecca. He didn't have a relationship with her before. Yeah. And, and yeah, he does like to be liked by everybody, but I think he can live with it. So Do you think it's I, something the writers need to use for later. 
It's Maybe, a, I don't know. But I, I didn't find that one of the most interesting things. No, no, I know what you mean. I, I did think the same thing, actually, when I was watching it. I, I was quite a bit confused as to why the writers thought it necessary to include it, really. I didn't think it was a yeah, necessary part I think part it was just because they'd, yeah. they'd opened up that with that line from the week before and they just wanted to conclude it, so they had to... And the only reason the they needed that line before was because... They were it was doing a hook kind for of something else. Da, 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 something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, but but never that. Never let that. Was, okay, the Rebecca part's not interesting, but it is interesting how Jimmy's now like Chuck is no longer part of my life, sort of thing. Yeah, and that is a big deal. So that yeah. is a big, a massive break for him because I did almost part of me almost thought he'd go all right. You know, I'll go round and try and sort things out, but. No, well, actually, one, very one thing that Rebecca said was quite interesting is that she was she was saying, you know, Chuck is mentally ill. Yes. We need to... Uh, and it did make me stop and think, you're saying, oh, is he mentally ill? You know, and should we be... Should we be, feel more sympathy to him because of it? I mean, I find that hard to think because he's such an insufferable prick. But, yeah, well, people yeah. can be insufferable pricks and, and so on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sure. ultimately, he must either be... Either his um, malady is real... Yeah. Um... And it doesn't really seem it is, or he, it's, it's, you know, it's a form of mental illness, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 I really, and I've actually written down here, I said, look, really, I can't really say that I'm not bi I'm, I'm biased in this, particular because he's a wealthy lawyer prick, and so that yes. doesn't really go across well with me. So you have these issues with all these characters, the salesman, the lawyer. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. You could prove a problem in enjoying fiction. Yes. Um, I'd like to see that we saw the goldfish again. Do you remember the oh, yes. I've got goldfish, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's got to be. Has he it? says, there you go, there's your bubbles or something like that. No, I'm oh, sure. Oh, what, was that a reference to what they said in the yeah, vet? Yeah, oh, okay. you know, you see that. It's oh, I, definitely I missed that line. And I like or, that. Yeah. Or maybe I made that up. Yeah. But no, I, no, no, I think, there, I, I think it was definitely supposed to finish off, so I, I like that. So there's a scene we've missed out on, which is the only scene we've seen with Mike in here, which was oh, where Mike yeah. has gone to... Uh, oh. Gone to a... Uh, it's obviously Support a bereaved... group thing. A bereaved relative support group yeah, isn't it yeah. what's sorry what's uh what's mike's daughter-in-law's called stacy stacy that's right and his granddaughter's called kaylee is that right yes yes uh i think matty is, is it matty Mad, is it, maddie maddie or matty is that that's, her, that's his son. The, the dead yeah mike's dead son yeah so what i what i really liked about that and this was this was i think number one of uh the breaking bad throwback references was are you not almost certain that the playground that Mike's going to build will be the playground that we always see him with in Kate with Kaylee in the in Breaking Bad? You know, he's forever in a playground pushing her on the swings, isn't he? And particularly, remember right at the end of Breaking Bad, when he's no longer in the playground and Kaylee's there on her own because he's had to go on the run because the police are after yeah. him. Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm yeah. thinking, is that the same playground? Is what oh, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, Don't but know. it was in like an open park, and oh yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be. But it was a kind of a weird scene to have in there, wasn't it? It didn't really seem to. I wasn't sure the part it played in the. So it didn't play a part in the rest of the episode. No, yeah. I don't have any ideas really. Um, I was wondering if maybe they thought they they just ought to have something with Mike in here because we didn't see him last episode either. And are you thinking? Yeah, it did you keep feel going possibly a little, a little bit like that. Remember, yeah. he's still got a lot on his plate. Yeah. Um, I've got. The the question it raised for me is, um, does does Mike represent some sort of like fictional perfect um, dad to an adult woman? You know, he's she calls him Pop, isn't she? Pop, yeah, and yeah, he's, I think so. They have a father daughter relationship. Yeah, and I just 
and I found it I I do not and ever have had that kind of relationship with my father um but I just suddenly thought is this something that's a thing you know is Mike a kind of sort of the stereotype of the perfect dad a bit grumpy a bit grouchy but he's just able to do anything and will always agree to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I've just known a few women who have the kind of oh I'm gonna get my dad around to do this sort of dad's you know, quite getting on dads that will come round and fix shelving and other various things for people who, who, who can't do it themselves. Yeah, well, do you think that's a particular daughter-father thing? I think it's than, a daughter-father yeah. thing, because you can't have, yeah, 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 rather than a son-father thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't have that. <laughs> I I had that. No, it's okay. Um, Your dad does have a lot of tools, though. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't know how to use them. Doesn't have a fucking clue what they do. Just <laughs> obsession. I mean, they've seen how many Stanley planes he's got. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, anyway that, I think that's more yeah, about that, me. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. er, do we have to talk any more about the Kim thing? I just thought there was a little reference to them doing like naughties on on um, on their paperwork, and I thought that's the first time. Doing I've, what? He says something about let's spread the paperwork and oh right, spread the paperwork and roll all over it. Well, um, that was what they needed. We were, as we were saying, yeah, first reference to like just to them, you know, them having sex. Having, as yeah, well. because we had that one nice little scene last episode, didn't we, mm. where we saw them actually Being mildly touchy with each other and, and actually in the bedroom together, which we yeah very rarely see. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and, and she was, and Kim was sort of sitting there with her feet up on him and things, wasn't she, in a way that's. We don't yeah. generally they, see them. They are living together. Or... Yeah. Although, this is, comes a bit later, much near the end, but she, there's a line near the end where Jimmy says to her, Kim, oh, you're, I see you're sleeping in your own bed again tonight. Things must be looking up. So, is this, does this mean that she often sleeps at the office just because she's working so hard she doesn't have time to get That home? was the impression I got. And that was <laughs> as in when she does sleep at the office, she goes and gets changed at the gym. Yes, I guess. So in that previous montage. Yeah, uh, and we and we know from previous series as well that Kim very much is someone who will work like really late at night. Isn't yeah. It? Do you remember there was some scene which her uh, when she was working for? Yeah, she's uh, trying to sort of get out of the punishment work she had. Yeah, she's yeah. working for Howard, and she's in the place down there till midnight and stuff. Yeah, like that, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. methodically going through yeah. things. Yeah, she is. Oh, how depressing. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to mention one thing while while I'm on my slight. Um, uh, pompous lawyer, lawyer yep. prick stick. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, the the scene between Howard and Chuck, okay, where yeah. uh, where Howard comes around and Howard's um, well to start with he they're kind of almost willing uh, Jimmy to to screw up in his years. They're, they're thinking well, Howard's almost like gleefully saying. Surely Jimmy will screw up in his year and he won't yeah. get his lawyer's license Can you license explain back. what that was? Did you understand what So I think what it means is uh, Jimmy's been suspended for a year, basically, for, yeah. for yeah. the things yeah. that he did. Uh, he will get his licence back at the end of the year, but if he, he has any more, um, if he does anything else, steps out of line again, has any, and he comes into court again, he probably gets spar forever. You know, okay. you're on a kind of like a first warning kind of. Okay, kind of so thing. this is at least this we've all got a bit more sort of drama in in that yes. story. And obviously, knowing Jimmy, we because know that that's more likely with him than with other people. There's bound to be yeah. something where it's like, yeah. But it maybe also think that possibly maybe. Chuck will engineer that as well. You never know. Well, yeah. yeah, could that maybe that maybe 
that's a whole Chuck's thing about, you know, getting outside and holding the battery and whatever. Yeah, I felt yeah, he yeah. was trying to get himself to... Yeah. Do you think, just how would genuinely care about Chuck? Well, we 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 were theorising the other the other week, weren't we, that Chuck will really surely be out in his ear out of, like, this will be... Yeah. But it doesn't seem that... I think that, that was your be, theory. That was my I'm theory. I'm throwing it on you. Yeah, I no, that was my theory, well. but it doesn't seem like it here, does it? Uh, seems like how doesn't seem no. like how it wants to chuck uh, chuck 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 out. Yeah. No, chuck chuck chuck. Yeah. Would chuck. Um yes. What I found quite uh, nauseous between the two of them was the idea that you know, given that given that they're lawyers, we've seen what who have we seen them being lawyers for? People like uh Davis and Maine who are a big bank and stuff like that, that they were comparing themselves to Hang Charles on. Yep, that Davis and Maine are another little lawyers. No, they, uh, Davis uh, no sorry, not Davis and Maine. Uh Mesa Verde. Yes. Yeah. So they were trying to become Mesa Verde's lawyers. So yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the impression that that's the sort of big people they do law for. Big, you. Yeah, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of and yet, and yet Howard tries to compare Chuck to Charles Darrow, who, is it, is it right, Charles Darrow? Who, if I'm, I, I think I'm remembering right, but he was the guy who defended the teacher against the, uh, being about evolution, wasn't he? The, the book about, wasn't that right? I have no idea. Okay, I... I maybe ought to have a little check about that, but I think that, yeah, I'm going to just have a little pause. Yes, so, uh, so it wasn't Charles, that was Clarence Darrow, uh -huh. and he he was the lawyer who defend who defended the Scopes Monkey Trial, which was the, um, when, oh. uh, I think the teacher was prosecuted in the States for teaching uh, natural selection and evolution, uh -huh. teaching the, you know, yes, um, Darwin, teaching Darwin's... Somewhere Essentially, he was a civil rights, you know, a real up there. Civil. Well, not civil rights, but he was a. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. He's very he was a he was a lawyer who yep, yep, yep. sort of you know did did good stuff, and yet they're kind of lawyers for banks and shit like That's that. So I mean, That's how I know. I just thought it was. People I just thought it was glorify a, their work if you're you know. I just thought it was really pompous of Howard to suggest that that's you know that that's the kind of they do this great work like this. Yeah, I ways. think that was that's the inevitable. Yeah. with work. But anyway, it's, you know, again, it's like people working on crappy films would be saying about like, well, yes. we could be like 300 blows or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I, I quite like that scene between the two of them. I liked, it's one of the rare occasions where you see a fictional character saying, you okay to drive after a drink? Because <laughs> yeah. you don't, like either drink driving is a, like a massive, huge thing or people do often sit into a drink a lot and drive and, and you think, hang on. Yeah. Anyway, but um, we don't even know how many drinks they had, really, do we? No, we don't. Yeah, but I'm but, sure. I yeah. think Howard would be quite sensible. Um, do you think Chuck grabbing onto the battery and you know going for for it was a a, a kind of a positive move for him? Do you think that's? I think so. I think it was kind of some kind of aversion therapy, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's okay. probably thinking, I can get used to this. If it is all, in, maybe if he starts to believe it's all in his head, then. So do you think it. that point, his little plot line where he's wandering around the town in his sort of crazy, crazy outfit, and uh, he's he's trying to get hold of his a doctor? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard of that doctor's name before. I don't recall that particularly. It didn't mean anything to me. I guess it's him. It's him. Sort of. Maybe that's a. Maybe it's a psychologist, even. And he's, yeah. he's kind of admitting. Do you think? To... I mean, it seems like that, but I just wondered if there's something more, something strange going on that you know it would appear like he's just getting in touch with uh, somebody who's tried to offer him some psychological help. Yeah, I don't know quite but why he had to wander seem... so far away from his house. No, to make no, phone no. Calls. I just wonder if there's something else going on that there's some 
you don't know if you had any theories about one earth at the moment. I, th- I mean, I th- before he made the phone call, I thought he was just sort of testing himself to see if he could go out. And I loved the way that was filmed, wasn't it? Like there's yes. that great kind of look where something. all the all the lights were. <laughs> yeah, 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 doing yeah, something. Yeah. They were sort of in streams, weren't yes. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And they filmed particularly bright and lurid parts of the town as well, they? Yeah, there must be some clever yeah. techniques. And it was all reflecting off his sort of silver foil and things as well. It was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, no, I'm not no, quite I sure where, where that's leading, but okay. uh, all I can think is that it's Chuck thinking, I'm going to get better in order to come back and defeat Jimmy, basically. It's another, it's another hook for the future, really, isn't it, of saying, this is another thing that Jimmy's got to deal with. He's still going to, he hasn't beaten Chuck. For good yet, Chuck's going to come back. Uh, you yeah. think Chuck's really going to be want revenge rather than oh, yeah. just think? Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I think that the idea thing. that maybe Jimmy will go off the rails in the next year or get to have some kind of court appearance again, and then we'll get that. Maybe that's what Chuck's going for. Maybe okay. that's what he's. Okay, okay, yeah. I can believe that. So, yeah. so the rest of we've got Jimmy. What is Jimmy going to do now? Yeah. Um, and we've got the ongoing kind of stuff going on between Gus and, and Hector. Yes, so just going back to Jimmy for a second. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it kind of occurred to me that um, when he's talking to Kim outside their uh, their office and she's saying, well, mm. we can't keep this office, you know, it's too expensive yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And he ends up saying, look, we'll keep it until I stop paying my half. That's when we'll have this conversation. Yes. And it's kind of, it kind of made me think, oh, okay. Here we go, right, Jimmy's got to keep getting money coming in. Obviously, he's not going to be doing it by purely legal means all the time. Yeah. This is the beginning of his downfall. Now he's so, gonna, yeah. did you understand why he'd be so attached to the office? I mean... Yeah, I did, really, because I think he's wanting to think, this is just a really temporary blip. In a year's time, I'm going to be back, you know. And he doesn't want to lose the office because it's a symbol of what him and Kim have done together. Okay. And, and it's also it's a symbol of him as a... As a proper lawyer as well, isn't it? Having his own office like that. Yeah, it's a go... very sensible plan. No, but Jimmy thinks he. But but it made me. I mean, it's a kind of. It always goes back to a sort of Walter White type story. That now Jimmy needs money by whatever yeah. means to yeah. keep going again. Yeah. And quite although it's not quite such a heavy, he could give up the office if he needed to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's he's probably going to get himself to some. I like the way scrapes. he's. I like the way how loyal he is to Francesca. Though he wants to keep Francesca. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, this is you know going back to this phrase: Jimmy McGill cares about people. You know, he cares yeah. about Francesca. He yeah, cares. yeah, yeah. No, true. He likes her. Yeah. At least people he likes. He's he is you know. Yeah. Loyalty. I think he does like his clients. I think he like gets to know these old. Folk and he likes them, you know. Yeah, but but then after that we, we have, uh, of course, we have uh, Jimmy's making of the adverts, yeah, which is just such classic Saul Goodman things. Oh, that's the this is another well, of those is... tropes that we love Jimmy for, isn't it? Coming up with some plan on the spur of the moment seems to he really pulls off. I do yeah. like the the failed attempt where you sort of saying to some people, saying, "Well, what were we thinking? Your sort of thinking time is where we're sort of thinking about beginning shooting in the next fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. And I also yeah, really loved sure. when when Sometimes, he's thinking, yeah. "Right, I'm going to make this advert of my own, an advert about making adverts." He tries to get all three of his the the makeup woman and then the two camera guys to play his part. They were so crap at it. That's great. I thought you were president of the drama club. And she's like, no, treasurer. Treasurer. 
So his line when he realizes he's going to have to do it, but he's oh, well, obviously he wants to like have a bit of another a disguise or yeah. something. So is it we have to call off call off this thing as in Boris, Boris Karloff, Karloff? I think as in make me look completely different. Yeah, yeah monster okay. me up as yeah. in Boris Karloff who played um, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I did get that. Cool. Which is and of course, I mean we should talk about this now as we've got this at the end. But this is this is probably one of the great Breaking Bad callback moments, isn't it? Where we find out he's called himself Saul Goodman on the advert. I mean, that's just lovely. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Saul Goodman. Because I completely didn't see that coming as well. Did you see that coming? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Time's sort of moving in difficult, different ways. Okay. I, I kind of had a vague thought it, it might be. You might, well, you did think that he was. Yeah. When he said he was going to disguise himself, did you think this was going to be... No, I didn't think that about the advert. I just thought that maybe, well, maybe this whole adverting thing that he might, or, or I don't know. Actually, I think I thought what I was thinking about how he could make money would be, well, he does know a lot about being a lawyer. So maybe what you could do is not really be a lawyer, but you could advise people. So he could be like a kind of advice only, but really unofficial lawyer. And that maybe he'd use his name Saul Goodman then. That's where okay. I, I, so I did have some vague idea that Saul Goodman might come out of it, but I, I right. got it all. Oh no, I didn't think of that about that at all. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so the so the like yeah, you say so, the other parts we see are Gus. Yes, and Gus is. I I loved the shot of the Los Polos lorries going down into the massive Los Polos warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> you see that when they're and you're thinking. You could hide a lot of meth in there, couldn't you? Yeah. So they yeah. don't actually hide a lot of meth. They're not in the tubs. They're just the only meth is it's just in the right of the underneath, all yeah. covered up. Quite presumably not, or uh, not that easy to smell, it? probably. Yeah. Um, so let's go through that because I was getting a little bit confused. But um, what what happens? What's what is how, what is the arrangement between Hector and Gus? Right, so the way I get it is that Gus is bringing the uh, meth in over the border from from Mexico? from Mexico, right? Yeah, and but he is working with the cartel uh, in Mexico with uh, the Greek guy who we saw in yep. the swimming pool. But uh, Hector also is working with the cartel. Yeah, uh, but. He he he's more connected to them through, through being being Mexican yeah. himself and yeah. through so he has more sway with them really through his his connections and he did say didn't he that Gus was going to be his distributor was going to do the yeah so he's well, been so I'm guessing that he's been uh, bringing sorry that that Hector's been buying off Gus's dis distribution network. Do you think I thought? Hang on, I thought he said something about you're going to... Last week he said, no, you're going to ship it. Because Hector had been doing it himself, hadn't he? Yes. Oh, yes, and so now Gus is doing it for him. I thought he yeah. was taking it from... I'm confused about where the mess starts off and where it goes and if it's going into Mexico. Or com it's coming from Mexico into America. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's um, not going to go the other way. Well, well, no, yeah, okay. So then... Um, he was getting it through, you know, his his, his um, ice cream trucks, but then they got screwed yes. over. So now he's getting so, it through Gus. Yeah, so that's that's the deal. He says, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I think I yeah. get but it. He, but yeah. he's taking... He's taking more than he should have done, isn't he? He's taking six rather than five. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably not paying for the last one. Yeah. yeah. But So why does Gus let him take it? Presumably uh, so that there's no trouble happens then and he's going to cause... So, but this is the... This is the brilliance of this of this plot point I think because if you think about it the second second of the lovely breaking back callbacks is the fact mm. that Gus is looking around the laundrette isn't he that was the laundrette that was the laundrette oh, wasn't it he's looking at the he's I'm looking under the it. things where he's going to build the massive was... lab yes yes yeah. yeah and so and so and we were asking this with question when we were watching the, this episode of breaking bad recently is uh where has that laundrette come from and like how long has it been there and whatever? Yeah. And the, our answer here is that Gus has built the laundrette to avoid having to deal with the cartel anymore. He's trying to cut his ties with the cartel, isn't he? And that's why he Hector. wants Walter White. That's, why he wants, that's so much why he wants yeah. Walter to, to cook for him. Yes, to cook because this it makes sense. Because it all yeah. come, and it all, originally it always had to come from Mexico and it's difficult getting over the border and now yeah. he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that yeah. makes so much more sense. Yes. And we have another callback character. Oh, Lydia, my favourite character in Breaking Bad. I love Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good. Yeah. She she's, oh, the, those scenes in Breaking Bad where she, the one where she begs, begs Mike not to shoot her, or if she doesn't do it here, do it here so my daughter <gasps> doesn't think I left her. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, hope, I really hope we're going to see more of Lydia. Once mm. again, do you remember, do you remember we were saying like a couple of weeks ago when, when I was saying about how I, I read online that someone's complaining about the the fan pleasing of all yep, these callbacks. Yes. Jesus Christ, I'm so not down with that. I love all the fan pleasing. I'm so pleased. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. I know. I know. It is great. And like we're saying, yeah. Is is it? You know, is it just so easy? It's it's arguable, but no, I I do like it. It's it's nice, and it's it is neat fitting it in. Like you yeah. said, I mean, you you just. It's not like they knew what the hell was going on when they wrote Breaking Bad. They hadn't really got this set in stone in any yeah. way. So it's just, it's nicely, cleverly done to think. It's a massive satisfaction in seeing all the little bits of story fit together. Mm. And like, and, and especially getting, like, we were, we were questioning in that Breaking Bad episode about why, why Gus was so keen to have Walter, uh, Walter White, like, cook meth from mm. in his lab. And here we have the answer in some ways, don't in we? In some respects, to, to cut least. ties with the cartel, and particularly with Hector as well, yeah. like to yeah, yeah, have yeah, his yeah, own yeah. business going on. So he's got a long time between then. This is my other question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because how long between building that thing and getting Walter, who obviously is the first person to cook in it? Yes, because when Walt goes down, it's brand spanking new. Everything's wrapped in plastic, isn't it? Yes, of course. So does it take him a long time to build the lab, or, or get the well, it'd take a little while, wouldn't Didn't it? Didn't we have a little guess the other week about how many, how long you know, No, 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 between... because we said, you know what, we should stop talking about this and do some research because I'm sure there's been some discussion oh, right. already so we didn't have a and, and, yeah. and we never got around to doing research. So you didn't so. think random guesses were... were uh, no, I, I think... I think other people would be better informed than us and, and listening to me tiredly rambling <laughs> rambling on about it is, is probably poor entertainment. Do you know one thing I, I found out when I was I I'd, uh, I was just looking up who was the actress who played Lydia and I was yeah. it's Laura Barson, isn't it? Uh, but uh, do you know what Lydia's full name is? No. Lydia Rodart Quayle. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Double barrel. 
That's brilliant. Yeah, I hope she's related to Dan Quayle. That would yeah, be brilliant. Maybe part of the sort of Pennsylvania quails or yeah. something. Oh, she she is a delightful character. She hasn't done much this episode, but um, no, I'm sure she should do more. But yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens with Lydia. What what do you think? Yeah, you know, so we're saying Gus's plan. Do you what do you think he's going to do apart from the long? You know, getting a, a super lab going. Is super long term because we know yeah. he hasn't that's even bought not, that yet. No, that place, and yeah. that can't really take come into effect until after this whole series is finished, for obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this whole series or this whole this whole program, this whole, program, whole story. Okay. Yeah. So he must have some other way that he's planning on dealing with Hector. And yes. Well, I mean, the, the thing of him saying let uh, Nacho take the sixth block of men. Yeah. Yeah. Is he's he's saying let him get away with that now, but he's Gus never lets people get away with everything. He's obviously going to come back with something, isn't he? So, yeah. is he going to be the cause of Hector having a stroke? Or I don't know. But you get the feeling that somehow Nacho's going to be involved as well because of all the second thoughts he's been having. Yeah, I, I think so. And Hector looked... I'm sorry, not Hector. Nacho looked worried, didn't he? As he sort of was dealing with those two guys. Yeah, like he wasn't used to having a gun pulled on him by yeah. Victor. No, yeah. he didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and he was disturbed about that. So yeah, no, I do think. I and think he told when he told uh, he told Hector, didn't he? and Hector was like, "They pulled a gun on you," kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of you kind of imagine that sort of gun pulling is a is no big deal. Well, it kind of I implies that there's, a, there's some kind of power. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It seems like no, no, no. That is not yeah. how it works. I have <laughs> got more kudos than you, or whatever. So yeah. therefore, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I guess it's about that. Um, so. We've just kind of got the the final advert is is the last kind of scene of this, isn't it? Yes. With, and this is where, wow, we finally meet Saul Goodman, I suppose. Or yes. At least in his first, uh, recreate his first creation, his first iteration, um, which is just a nice bit of comedy. Yes. I did like him saying that the man at the station said he's never seen so many screen wipes in a row. <laughs> I also liked uh, I liked uh, Jimmy's conversation just on the phone just before this, where he's obviously got some custom out of his advert. Someone's ringing him up in order to yeah. book the next day, and he says, "Don't wear stripes or you're more." <laughs> yeah. I've never heard what is no, that. No, I, I think I don't know exactly. I don't really know, but I think it's something about how because of the uh, the twenty four frames a second thing of the camera that your clothes look all weird if you've got stripes okay. on. Okay. That's more. I don't even know. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, probably Jimmy doesn't know either. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So they watch it, and obviously it's just comedy gold, really. Um, yeah. But then they have a little discussion, and Kim seems... A little nonplussed. A little nonplussed. <laughs> and I think it was something, but there's, there's a point where Jimmy says, oh, you know, well, what's in a name? But surely the whole point is there's a massive amount in him. Yeah. Know, this is... Him taking this name has a great deal of symbolism yeah. as well, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And I, I think it does all come back to the well, Jimmy McGill cares about people, but somehow taking on the Saul Goodman doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, and maybe it's the idea of just taking on a persona and becoming this. Yeah. This character somehow just because. At the moment, there's no uh, reason why Saul Goodman should be any less ethical than Jimmy McGill, is there? So, 
I, expect, I suppose Jimmy Gill's a lawyer, Saul Goodman's... I mean, he's uh, created him because, you know, I can't be... You know, I, I'm when he's talking about making the ad, the ad with the other, with the students, so, you know, he's saying something like, oh, I can't do it like this because I'm Jimmy McGill, trustworthy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I have to, so he has to create this. So you think he's going to use this in the future? Like, he will probably get himself a false identity of Saul Goodman when he ignores her. Uh, who knows? Know. So is it kind of, it's kind of the know. idea that he will be Saul Goodman for a year, but once he's been Saul Goodman for a year, he's just going to carry on being Saul Goodman, really, isn't it? Yes. Like, do you ever, do you really feel this is it, Jimmy McGill is now Saul Goodman, he's not going back to be Jimmy McGill again? Um, the... I don't think he's going to be using that in, in the same way that, I mean, the Saul Goodman of Breaking Bad, you, you know, was referred to by every to by everybody who appeared to know him as Saul. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not going to start doing that yet. He's not going to do the edge on us. No. But... Um, yeah, no, I guess that's it. That's the interesting thing of him just playing around with his character and enjoying yeah. it, I think. I'm still curious as to how much of this story is left to run. In, in like, 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 you feel that <laughs> Gus, Gus and Mike's stories, if the, if the writers wanted to, could be over quite soon. Really, yeah, they? well, yeah. I'm sure they're almost run up to the. It could be, the but also they could, really. they could. They could also go on. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. It's a very, yeah, very uh, flexible time. But uh, but Jimmy feels like he has quite quite a long way to go still, doesn't he? Yeah, I definitely think. I mean, so. he's got we've got the we've got the Kim issue. Like something big's got to happen with Kim, basically, hasn't mm, it? Yeah, because yeah, he likes Kim. He's and in Chuck. With Kim. I mean, I don't feel it could be that Saul Goodman just has no contact with Chuck, and that's it. But I feel I think that's, well, I don't you, feel that's gonna happen. You had a theory that Chuck would, was going to kill himself at some point. And that I did, be, yes. Well, it yes. still could happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not going to immediately happen. No, doesn't look like it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, there could be. Um, what are we talking about? What's the... How much of the story's got left to run? Oh, yeah. You know, if you were saying, well, how many seasons is this show going to last for? Yeah. Yes. Like, like there was always, like, with Breaking Bad, you feel there was... The tension was too high. It couldn't have run on for ten seasons, could it? That, uh, that's no, yeah. no. Well, I mean, you know, some make television writers might have done that. Yeah. It felt it had a very much... Uh, you know, a, a, a life based on the, the main protagonist's yeah. lifespan. Which... So we've got four more episodes of this season, series left, haven't we? Mm, yeah, ten, yeah. I don't feel like it could end at the end of this series. Really no, well. no, it doesn't no, feel like that. that. Feel, so it feels, feels like there will be... Could be another one, yeah. I'm sort of figuring they might go for a five-season thing. I mean, I think, really... They're quite short seasons, aren't they? They are, they're ten, ten episodes, episodes, aren't they? Yeah. I mean... Mitzgilling can do what he likes now, really, can't he? So he could probably do as many seasons as he wanted. But yes, but you don't really want to do that, though, do you? Because it's it dilutes to mean actual your time after a while. Yeah, <laughs> Michael gets too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's probably got. A, uh, I, I would imagine it won't, won't run more than five. It might be four or five, but it'll be more than three. Yeah, that's okay. great. So I think that about wraps it up. That's definitely sort of. The end of the episode, isn't it? Jimmy becomes Saul. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the first, the first, first, first yeah. kind of attempt at Saul. I'd just like to say Can once more say... how delighted I am to see Lydia again. Yes, <laughs> you do, do like Lydia. 
Um, I just want to check on, oh yeah, have I got anything? No, I don't, I've got any more important notes. Okay. I wasn't very good at taking notes. Yeah, no, apologies if, I did, did I come across really stupid? It's fine, it's fine. That's okay, it's good, good. I just apologising. Okay, well, so if anyone likes, wants to contact us about anything about the podcast, uh, you can email us at betteroverhaulsaul at ethancrane.com, C-R-A-N-E, or you can leave a comment on our webpage. There's a webpage for each of the podcasts. That's at ethancrane.com. Just follow the links for Better Overhaul Salt. And otherwise, we'll see you for episode seven. Night, night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.